September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month, which is an important subject for us at Otaku Melancholy. Mental health is just as important as your physical health and can affect everyone regardless of their age, gender, or background. Things can get too hard to handle, or you can feel at your lowest like you can never come back up or change, but hope is always there. If you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, then you can call or text the number 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If you're not comfortable with talking or texting, then you can also visit their website at 988lifeline.org chat to talk with a counselor who will talk you through your crisis. If you have other questions or concerns about mental health, then we hope you'll visit the National Alliance on Mental Illness at nami.org. That's n-a-m-i.org to gain more information. It's okay to not be okay but it isn't okay to stay that way. You're never alone, and we hope we can always have you as a listener, as a fan, or as a friend. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy this episode. Osamu Dezai once said, Dala, Dala, Bill, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime podcast that knows that you have to cry if you want to die. <laughs> my name is Matt, and my forlorn first love was a, was a fictional character, so there will be no story of my stories. And I'm Audrey, and I know one thing that makes me better than every single romance protagonist. I can communicate. Uh-huh. All right. So welcome to a true murder podcast where we're going to be covering <laughs> my live murder uh, of Audrey on this show because in this episode we're covering my question mark now favorite romance anime as it turns out nostalgia's kind of a bitch, huh? Yeah, it tends to do that. It t- tends to do that. I, the, we we watched the, we watched this anime. It was one of it's a continuing month of Matt picks, and I said this is my favorite romance anime. And by episode six, I was going, I don't know what I was thinking. So when was the last time you watched this, Matt? When it was airing. Oh, twenty. Then this came out in twenty seventeen. It came out in twenty seventeen alongside such seminal classics like. Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins, Recreators, Arrow Manga Sensei, Ooh. the second season of Boku no Hero Academia, the second season of Attack on Titan, and Boruto. And this is brought to us by Studio Feel, who uh, brought us Dagashikashi, uh... Kisses. Kisses. Oh, God, you're right. Uh, Yosuga no Sora. <laughs> <laughs> and other fun times that were surely had. But before we discuss this anime and break that down, Audrey, what you been doing? You been sneaking into anybody's uh, houses with your lockpicking kit? Uh, not yet. And actually, I was told not to do that. Oh, okay. So, uh, so lockpick is just for recreational funsies now. Aww. It's 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 part of my my display persona, so that when people come to visit, which they obviously do in great frequency. They could see my lockpick, uh, lockpicking set on display, and they'll be like, "Wow, Audrey, you're so interesting. I want to be friends with you." 
Well, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a strategy right there. That's why I keep that's why I keep all these fake IKEA plants in my room is so people go, "Wow, decor." <laughs> you must really know how to set a room and I look at them and I say, "I do not, but what I do know how to do is expend some income." <laughs> but what I've been doing has been mostly gaming. Um I started. I've been playing more Fortnite, and that's been going pretty well. Have yeah. not gotten a victory royale since our uh, our miraculous triple streak on the first time. We used up all the skill we had. Yeah, it was like the demo. It's like <laughs> get, get buy the battle pass, and you too will get victories like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we we played with our with our friend Austin, and mm-hmm. it was when we were playing seriously. Like, go north, north on the map, head to north. Yeah. And then on the last round, we were just do, walking, talking, shit posting, and got trapped in the storm. And we're like, I don't know how to get out. And oh yeah, we were in the rave cave. Like, uh, it was the vault where you had to have every, everyone in your squad. And we were like, "Wow, look at all this awesome loot! This is so cool! We're gonna, we're gonna win, and no problem." And then the storm just swept us like, "Sup, bitches!" <laughs> and we panicked for a solid three minutes trying to get out. <laughs> it was uh, every man for, for themselves. Yeah, and then we did surprisingly well when we were just not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. I've also. Uh, started Halo Infinite just yesterday, and goddamn, it's fun. Like the single player? Yeah, the single player. I've heard the single player is actually really solid. Mm-hmm. Despite it being an open world concept and taking a lot of like the Far Cry model, mm-hmm. and especially taking the grapple, uh, the grapple shot, and uh, I'm sure it's directly inspired from the success of Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. But it works really well for Halo. Like, the mm. game, the feel, and the grapple shot is a fantastic addition because it makes combat feel so fluid and dynamic. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having to slowly run towards an enemy that's shooting you, you can just grapple them and get even closer, even faster, mm-hmm. and it stuns them. Or, if you jump into a big firefight, and suddenly there's like two jackals behind you, and their bullshit shields. I swear their shields are so tough in this game. Now you could just grapple out. Hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you want to make a game better? Throw in a grappling hook. It'll... Yeah, the grapple hook in Fortnite. Ghost of Tsushima. That grappling hook's pretty wicked awesome. Mm-hmm. I there's some other game I played that had a grappling hook and. I was over the wall just having so much fun with it. Grappling hooks are the they're the new best thing in gaming. I mean, there's a reason why Spider-Man is such a popular hero because it's so cool. You're it just swinging so cool. around. Spider-Man games are always fun on the base premise alone that you're swinging webs going from place to place. I mean, there's so many games. I mean, that Attack on Titan game is pretty wicked cool. Grappling, it's got grappling. Mm-hmm. This, you see, this goes back to our base instinct of our primal origins as monks. Mm-hmm. Swinging around, rope to rope, vine to vine. It taps into that where our mo- our monkey brain goes, ooh, 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 swing. 
I mean, oh man, uh, uh, Batman Arkham City, you can grab, just grapple around and just fly through the air, and that's an amazing game. Spider-Man, the video game, the Sony, the PlayStation, the Disney, the, the video game, <laughs> wicked game. I am mm-hmm. advocating for you to every single game developer out there who can hear the sound of my voice, arbitrary grappling hooks. I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make a dating sim. Throw a grappling hook in there. I mean, Titanfall, Pathfinder from Apex. Mm-hmm. That's, he's the only character I played with. Yeah. Because he got the grappling. He got the grapple. He got the grapple. I've, I mean, I've not played any Dark Souls games, but I played Sekiro, and you got the grapple, and I was having a great, I was having a gay old time, as I said, in the gay old days. Because <laughs> it adds an extra dimension to the level mm-hmm. layout, and it forces, supposedly, forces the developers to make more vertical layouts. Mm-hmm. Or add objects to interact with to grapple. I know. Yeah, that's... it's. So cool, so cool, so mm-hmm. cool. I want to make a video game about a grappling... Grapple Dog! Grapple Dog! It's just a <laughs> game I played a few months ago, and I loved it! Oh, it's real? It's real! Grapple Dog is real! Grapple Dog! Grapple Dog! <laughs> bark, bark, pachoo! It was a platformer where you grappled to get to pl- from place to place, and it was so much fun. Aww. Gosh. Just, 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 I want to make a Grapple Moth, the sequel. Grapple Moth. You see, this is why Attack on Titan is so success- successful. It's because the grapple. The grapple. It's not about the story. I mean, like, who cares about, see, like, nobody cared about Attack on Titan when they weren't grappling around. And when it was just talking, we were like, boring. Gotta put the <laughs> grapple in there. I think, we're, I think we're really on to something. Grapple dog. Dog with the <laughs> grapple on his back. <laughs> on a more serious and, like, life-filled note, I've been... Working on uh, doctor consultations for uh, specific surgeries and procedures, so that's going well. Ooh. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, B- the biggest thing. I don't know, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you already, but uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. If I didn't, Craig cut this out, but our, our move to Washington has been in- delayed indefinitely. So for um. the time being, I'm staying here in Georgia. <laughs> Almost said our fucking town name. Yeah, I'm literally also an awful person because I was like panicking because I was like, I'm never going to see them again. Why would I be in Washington? And now mm-hmm. you're like, it's been delayed indefinitely. And now I'm like, <laughs> now I can see them whenever I want, knowing full well I'm going to be lazy and wait until the last possible minute because that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can go see Audrey whenever I want. So I'll go do it when I'm just feeling like it and then I won't do it. And then it will be like, okay, we're moving to Washington now. And I'll be like, oh no, I wasted all my time. <laughs> That's just what I do about everything though. Yeah. yeah. But it's been a, a silent blessing for me because now I can work on myself and all the uh, months long uh, things to do that I've been uh, put off or putting off because of the supposed move to Washington. Wow. So, like, name change, um, getting a new car, working on that, procedures. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty good, but pretty stressful. Well, Sport, if you have to work on yourself, you won't have to put in much work because you're already perfect. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been doing this week, Matt? Uh, fuck it, I know. <laughs> uh, well, you've no. been playing Splatoon. Yo, yeah, Splatoon 3 came out, and 
I bought Splatoon 3 because I was so excited. I was like, I love Splatoon. Splatoon 2 was like, why well, I got a Switch because I had to have it. And then I was playing Splatoon 3 and I was like, oh no, I'm bad at Splatoon. <laughs> and it makes me so mad. You know that meme about how, how about the um, time for me to go play a game that makes me uncontrollably angry to relax. <laughs> And that's I don't me think I've Splatoon. heard that meme, but I understand it. That's me with Splatoon 3. I'm like, ah, it's time to play Splatoon 3. Me being mad, super mad, because I'm thinking we're doing great, and then I look, the game ends, and I see the splat coverage, and I see that there's just a line from where I've been working, and all my five-year-old toddler teammates are just going, and I have lost, and I get mad because I feel like this is unfair. I should be the one winning. I'm trying the hardest. And then you see your enemy teammates' names are all in Japanese. Like, fuck! Yeah, well, I, I literally will go into a match and I'll be playing against... My team will be Jeremy, Ted, and Alice. And then across the team will be like, uh, FaZe Johnny, FaZe, <laughs> FaZe Rick, and all that. And I'm saying like, oh, alright, so I'm going to have a bad time. Really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, still have my fighter game thing. Uh, I recently play, I've started playing king of fighters 98 i was about to call it 98 king of fighters (laughs) so i don't want to do like we did last week and have like a 30 minute off uh, off topic tangent discussion about what we've been doing but i i loaded this game up because i just wanted to play king of fighters and i didn't want to play the one i had because why would i why would i want to do anything that affects what i had (laughs) and i booted it up and the moment i did i said this is the game that's been eluding me this is a game that was at the little skate park that i used to go to because I re- instantly recognized the character select screen, and I said, "I, I know all of these people. I oh, know them all." The best. And it felt so good. But then I played, and I was like, "I'm doing so bad." Oof. But I did get my fight stick, and I am customizing it. I'm making the sort of the feel on the joystick itself a lot tighter. It really mm-hmm. feels loose, and like there's just. Uh, it sort of feels not floaty, you know, but just doesn't feel tight. And I'm also got replacement buttons to give it a more uh, tighter like sensation. But now I'm apparently gonna have to learn how to rewire those, so that'll be fun whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm really trying to make like that good experience, that good crispy experience, because I've kind of I've kind of gotten addicted to the sensation of like the thrill of the fight for these fighting games. Where I'm, it's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight. You're the best around. Nothing's ever going to bring you down. So it's kind of like when that intense moment where we're both like rushing each other and I'm just trying my best to win against these uh, people online and then I, 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 I just do it. It feels mm-hmm. great, but I'm still, I'm still just trying to learn and be better. And anime-wise, I watched the first episode of High School of the Dead, and this this might, this is just gonna be a nostalgia week for me too because I remember this was one of the animes that I sh- like I showed my first ever real girlfriend. I was oh. like, this is what anime can be, and then I oh. said, oh my gosh, that's why you got dumped, you piece of trash. Wait, so did you know about High School of the Dead before you showed it to her? I did. I thought. <laughs> And you showed it anyways. I did. <laughs> no, here's my logic. I thought High School of the Dead 
when I first saw it was such a just such the pinnacle of anime. It was so it was so dark and edgy and it was so mm-hmm. cool and everybody had massive memories and I thought, yeah, that means the anime is legit and adult, but I, then I went on and I showed it to my um I showed it to my like first year old girlfriend and uh she was not watching it mm-hmm. and I understand why. But that is a story for next week and but yeah, uh, High School of the Dead. Um, not very scared to go into it again. Very scared. I, I, I am enthralled. I have I have heard so much about it. The legends, the myth is before me, and I can't wait to to dive headfirst into it. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow's my off day. I'm going to get at least three episodes in right out the gate. There's just something about High School of the Dead that just reeks of that uh, that nineties that like 2009 to 2012 culture. Mm-hmm. It's got zombies. It's just got that aesthetic of the time period, and I absolutely despise it for it. Yeah, where it's like all the characters are super shiny and saturated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll really see, and I can't I can't wait to talk about it because. I think it's episode six or seven. Wherever they go to the, like this bath, it was my first real experience with anime ecchi, like hard <laughs> anime ecchi. And I remember that distinctly because I saved that episode from my own resources. Wow! Like downloaded it off of YouTube into three parts and just had it loaded up in one folder to autoplay on VLC. We are we are talking about like early trash weeb, Matt. I, I believe I even got a, a keychain of one of the girls at my first uh, convention. <laughs> I respect the hustle, though. <laughs> I respect the hustle, though. <laughs> but not a whole lot going on with me, really and truly, except raging at Splatoon 3. But we'll... Uh, oh, and I bought some Osamu Tezu books. Because of this. Osamu Dazai books. Because oh of, yeah! Because of this anime. And speaking of not hustling, let's go to today's anime. Skiga kie or sukiga kie. It doesn't matter what you call it. I just don't go hard and say sukiga kie. Uh, also known as the moon is beautiful, as the moon so beautiful, or uh, I, I don't know. I do like as the moon so, at moon. <laughs> Is the moon so beautiful? So beautiful, the moon. Mew, mew, mew. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> whip out the synopsis. So we have our main guy, Kotaro Azumi, and our main girl, Akane Mizuno, who are both going to middle school, and it's at the end... It's approaching the end of their last year when they have to decide what high school they're going to because that's a normal expectation to press onto a middle schooler. Hey, what high school do you want to go to to, you know, determine the rest of your life? Hmm. But for uh, for certain reasons, they notice each other and start to be like, ooh, I think I have the feely feels for that person. And... Uh, through happenstance, they start to, you know, talk to each other, and they entertain the idea of dating. Mm-hmm. We have our main dude who actually 
uh, goes the distance and says, hey, do you want to go out with me? Even uh, Although a lot shakier. <laughs> and they start to date, which is good. It's good to have a romance anime where the dating is not the season finale. Mm-hmm. So the midpoint of the anime is all about them learning to date with each other. And, right. of course, there's a lot of conflict, like one has better grace than the other. There's different people who have crushes on them. They're keeping their uh, their relationship secret for some reason. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Middle school, whatever. And towards the very end, when it becomes the graduation ceremony, and they have to deal with what if we don't go to the same high school? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, that whole we got to keep our relationship secret from each other is such a Japanese concept. American mm-hmm. kids would be like, yeah, we're going out. <laughs> Which I don't get it because their fellow classmates, their friends are are just like very open about it. Yeah, I mean, this is the 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 problem with this anime is, and this is a, the issue with a lot of that romance anime that I've gotten invested in, like gamers. It's we have communicated improperly, so that's where all of our issues are going to stem from. And that's uh, I'm so tired. Frustrating. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, looking at the core of like any sort of story about romance, that's generally what it is: is we did not communicate properly, ergo drama arises, and that's true of. Um, Real life romance, I guess. I don't know. Question mark. Well, yeah, that is the problem. If you don't communicate, then problems are going to happen because your partner won't know what's going on in your head, what you're upset about, and you won't know what they're upset about. So it's a basic understanding that if you communi- if you don't communicate, it's going to fall apart. My favorite fights are I'm mad <laughs> that you're mad. <laughs> Well, I'm mad that you're mad that I'm mad. And it's, you know, just as unhealthy to say, why are you upset? And then the response is, well, if you don't know why, then that's the problem. No, uh, no bitch. No gosh. bitch, you're the problem. PTSD. <laughs> God, take me back to a happier place. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> well, if you don't know, if you don't know why I'm mad, then that's the issue it is. I was like, "Oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind." So, yeah. One of the things that I loved about Skigakie and this is where my whole like love relationship came with this is that and you said something about it in our personal messages is that both of these main characters are absolute wet noodles. Yeah. And I do both- not I I had no argument to that statement. I had no, <laughs> actually, or, well, you're wrong. I was on episode six and said, yeah, these are definitely the kids in the in the middle of the class where everyone says, when it's time to say something nice about them, they say, well, they, they're nice. Yeah. And they're just so plain, and I vibe with that because not everybody is going to be super, it's going to be Roman over mm-hmm. there. Not everybody well, is gonna be either dude who's like I'm gonna judo chop a bitch. We'll we'll get to Roman in a bit. Let's but say, yeah, like we'll uh, like I, I I was watching this uh, in the first few episodes and I was talking about are are these are these two autistic? <laughs> like why is it why is communication with between them 
this difficult and you're like they're in middle school and I'm just looking at their middle school friends in the same grade just being like oh yeah I broke up with him what a loser he didn't want to cuddle or 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 hang out or anything and the other kid was like oh well he just wanted to go to the hotel and I'm like well clearly this isn't an age issue this is just a them issue I don't know I can't I look back on myself at their age and I was saying yeah I was kind of stupid I don't look back on myself at their age because I was different. I was definitely, definitely them. Well, that's the thing that I that that is the show, uh, for better or for worse, is that it is not an an it is an anime, but they are not anime kids. They are, uh, they are awkward romance kids, mm-hmm. or as we call them in the, as we call them in the biz, arcs. <laughs> and the thing about these arcs is that they're both being that weird sort of milk toast. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to do? Kind of people, which yeah. is absolutely infuriating. Nobody likes the I don't know. What do you want to do? People who are always like that. No, I mean like that's okay if you're like that sometimes. You know, like everybody's like yes, that sometimes. But, but both of these kids are so just flaccid as far as it goes to just things being issues to them. Mm-hmm. It's I am I I'm I'm kind of angry. Like Kotaro at the last few episodes has a moment where he's supposed to be infuriated, but he just feels mildly annoyed. Yeah, it's like a like. They get frustrated over the weirdest things, and they don't talk about it. Like getting into the the festival, like they they both have, they both have inch issues. Kotaro has a lot of unresolved jealousy issues, mm-hmm. and uh, what's what's her name? Akane. Akane, yeah. Mizuno. I'm gonna go Mizuno because they're they both start with A. I'm not gonna go Akane and Azumi. It's yeah. going to confuse me. So Kotaro and Mizuno. Mizuno has like unresolved, but they both have unresolved jealousy issues. Mm-hmm. But Mizuno is like unable to process something mm-hmm. like disappointment, trauma. I don't know. It's it's What gets me about that festival scene is that Kotaro is mad that uh, uh, the guy who has a crush on Mizuno is talking to her and is mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to make moves. And not only does Kotaro not talk about it and he walks away, but the next day they're just both okay, which is incredibly unhealthy that they don't talk about it at all. Well, yeah, that is the thing too, is that they've kind of got this capri- capriciousness. Capric- they have an apathy towards the situations at hand where mm-hmm. it's, and it feels kind of juvenile in nature, which is something I applaud the show. Uh, there's a lot of things in the show that I say, yeah, that's definitely a middle school vibe for sure, mm-hmm. where Akane is upset, but then she goes to her cram school and, hey, somebody ordered this guide on how to get into the same school you're applying to you. And she goes, that must be my boyfriend. I forgave it. I forgive him because that's sweet. Yeah. And I say, like, yeah, that's a middle school logic. I forgive him because he did something that distracted me. Meanwhile, you get in an actual adult relationship, you can't be sweet anymore because then suddenly it's like, I have not forgotten the things you have done to wrong me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just my personal experiences. <laughs> uh, who can say? You cannot. You cannot dilute my anger with gifts or paltry sentiments. I am angry. But th- there's some criticisms that I was I was reading some of the Mao reviews for this, and one of the core criticisms that pops up about the show a lot is that the two main characters have no chemistry, and I can't defend yeah. that. <laughs> Exactly. That's been my issue with the whole show is that if this show was centered around, I I thought it was, if this show was centered around any other character, it would be better. But then I realized if it was centered around any other pairing, it would be better. Like if it was Mizuno and Hira, the, uh, the, the tracks, the track, uh, like team player. Yeah. Takumi. Yeah. Takumi who has a crush on Mizuno. If it was them two, that would be good. If it was Chinatsu, who has a crush on Kotaro, that would also be good because they, our two leads are so much more expressive with anyone else. Like, look at Mizuno when she's running track. She's very passionate, cutting jokes. I, I sense a type of inflection in her voice when she's talking to her track friends. Mm-hmm. And Kotaro has his uh, his judo buddies who are just like suplexes him in the middle of class. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like even though he's very stuttery about it, he has a different behavior around Chinatsu. And they're just so basic when they're with each other. They're their most boring selves when they are with each other. I don't know what they do with each other to make this relationship seems like it has any kind of fuel or structure except for that they went to the amusement park once. Yeah, that is it is basically if you had like the two harem protagonists being for, going after each other. Mhm. Because yeah, I, that's kind of the sentiment, isn't it? If Chinatsu was Chinatsu has more chemistry with uh, with Azumi uh, more so than Azumi has with Akane. Okay, yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> yeah, Kotaro and Mizuno. Yeah, Mizuno has more has more chemistry with Takumi than anything else, and there's more drama to be had there. But that ain't how life works. The pe- mm-hmm. the perfect pairing don't always get together, and that's basically why I have to applaud this anime. Is that it's not a slice of a piece of entertainment. It's a slice of just a moment. You know. Yeah. This isn't a decorated cake for you to eat and go, wow, that was really good. It's not a cupcake. It is a piece of freshly baked bread. It ain't gonna it, it's gonna be kinda <laughs> undercooked in the middle and you ain't gonna really like it all that much. But hey, it's probably better for you than if we just were watching something like my first time as a teenage teenage love romance comedy, third season, third strike, uh director's cut. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. However, counterpoint. Counterpoint, you're wrong. I watch romance anime to get the warm fuzzies, not to be bored by realism. But here's the thing. let 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 me make my argument here. Let me make my statement here. This anime is not trying to be anime, and that's something you constantly <laughs> harp on. Is when anime is being anime, you're like, "Ugh, anime!" And you even said something stupid. Uh, you said something stupid about the the their, their failed kiss at the the park, and I said, "Yeah, but Fuck. then they like kiss the episode after." Yeah. So what's the point? 
Because you don't always get the first move. It doesn't always work right the first time. Yeah, but there's never like a fucking kiss like, look at them fireworks. And you're like, oh, well, I guess our kiss is over now. It's because they're awkward middle schoolers. This dude's literally like, I'm going to be the greatest author ever. He is so up his butt over famous authors. And I guess I see myself in him. <laughs> I literally was this kid in middle school and high school. I was like, yeah, this is a great author. I, as Emily Bronte once said, and I quoted the Bronte sisters like that meant something. And then this kid's over here like, oh, some Odessa I once said, get acquire wealth, screw women. And I'm like, okay, that seems like a very meaningful quote. But I, that's my thing that I can't get over this anime is that it is so unanime. It is so not trying to be entertaining. And for <laughs> some reason, that had me bored. So what does that say about me? This is my journey of self-discovery that I hate anime, but now I apparently hate not anime. I hate anime, and it turns out I hate not anime as well. <laughs> but that's literally the entire thing. I, like, that's what I got after I finished this anime for the second time ever. I said that was the most not anime anime ever. It literally, every time there was a trope incoming, <laughs> just Skigakurei did its hardest to turn away from it, even if that meant crashing into the stands and killing thousands. Yeah. It was so, it was so, I'm not going to be an anime. <laughs> and I was, I guess as a younger me, thought that that was the coolest thing now. But now 2022 me wants to be entertained. I want to see blood. <laughs> So, so I, I want to see drama like the the biggest point of drama in this show is revolved around Chinatsu and Kotaro is just completely unaffected by it. He's apathetic around this whole situation. Like Chinatsu has this crush on this guy, finds out that this guy is in a relationship with her best friend. And so is Oddly, like, well, can I confess to him anyway just to get some closure? <laughs> and the way she behaves makes me, th leads me to believe that she is like trying to be Miss Steal Your Man, <laughs> which in this case, I'm fine with. I, I, that Kotaro deserves her, mm -hmm. or, or rather, she deserves Kotaro. And she goes to confess or tries to confess and doesn't do it and has like a, a, a whole crying scene. And then later on, confesses again. That could have been a nice little mini arc for that character, but we're not centered on it, so it doesn't matter. Well, that, and that's, I again, that's just Tsukigakure trying to avoid anime tropings. Because if this had been any other romance anime, dude would have been, and would have ran away. And then there would have been continued drama over these two, where Chinatsu was, oh, I maybe he does like me. And then girl, Akane, would have been, uh... Maybe he doesn't like me. And then we would have been sitting there on our respective couches going, please just talk yeah. to each other. But instead, Cucky Boy says, uh, no, I'm in a relationship. And she goes, oh. Which, you but know, props to him for that. 
the first episode, the first time she didn't even confess to him, and that was really tragic. When she was, this is gonna be my treasure. It's a photo of the both of us, mm-hmm. and then he is walking with Mizu. I was about to call her Mizuha, <laughs> <laughs> Mizuno, and she goes, "Oh, I'm sad." And then uh, the one time that Takumi was walking with Mizuno, and he got upset, and by upset, I mean he looked mildly annoyed. <laughs> Yeah, and he was stuffing food into his mouth and choking well, and I mean, refusing when, tea. When he No, when he confronted them at the park, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that was awkward. They were just <laughs> standing there. But that's, that's, that's the anime. It's middle schoolers. Literally, who? Okay, put yourself in a situation where your partner was like, like your friend or like I don't know your friend no no I get it I get it. it's authentic I'll give you that but <laughs> I hate it why do I don't you hate, hate it art? Be- I don't hate it because it's authentic I hate the situation because they're middle schoolers they are, but that's such a middle school thing no person above the age of 16 would ever say who isn't trying to steal your man would say hey can I confess to him for closure no one no sane human being would do that exactly if, if that's what I'm saying is like if like one of your friends said hey can I confess to your partner just for closure you would say no no you 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 baka exactly but and that's the thing, I don't want to watch a middle school romance. I don't even want to watch a high school romance, let alone a middle school one. I'm 28. <laughs> I want to watch a romance that deals in my age range. I want to be the target audience for a romance, not a fucking middle schooler. This I don't what, care about them. This is Who is watching this? Is, this? What this middle schoolers are watching this for inspiration? You're supposed to watch it and go, man, those were cringy times, weren't they? Why would I do that? I do that every night in my memories. But no, you're missing the point. You're supposed to cringe. It's art. (laughs) You're supposed to hate it. It's art. If you give it a bad score, I've won. If you give it a good score, I've also won. I win either way. You cannot best me. I damned if I do, damned if you don't. Okay, getting back to your statement about how it is successfully trying to not be anime or be not anime. Yes. And I do appreciate that. Those moments where they subvert the anime expectations or the anime tropes, except for the whole first kiss scene, we'll forget that. And the whole not commu- Okay. The times when it subverts the anime tropes, those are really good. But it's missing that core piece that really keeps me in, and that's the chemistry between our two leads, and there is none. So when when we have scenes where uh, Kotaro is like, I'm sorry, but I have a girlfriend, I'm in a relationship, or when he steps up and says, hey, this is my girlfriend, please step off. Those would be great if I actually cared about the relationship between Kotaro and Mizuno. Instead, I'm just like, please break up. Please just break up. Please get with these other people. You'll both be better off. But that's the point. (laughs) The point is to hate the pairing. 
No, I, I, I legitimately understand. I understand where you're coming from. I am not. I am not so enraptured by Suki Gaikirie <laughs> that I am going. You're wrong. I'm right. I mm-hmm. legitimately. I, I watch the same show as you, and I will mm-hmm. admit that there are moments of just pure fallacy for the show where it's why would you do this even by dumb middle schooler logic? And when that yeah. happens, I'm infuriated. I am infuriated when they when they act in such just bland milk toast ways and Mm -hmm. that's i get what the anime is going for because no anime would use the art style that skiga kie uses unless it thought it was something big and that's that's what you can say about this anime is that it thinks it's something no anime would regularly pull quotes from uh from dazai Without thinking it was something big. It do think it big. That's the thing is that this anime, this anime is a middle schooler itself. It thinks it's got such a big message to say. Yeah. And like, I don't even know who Dazai is. So all of these quotes fall flat for me, especially when sometimes the Dazai quotes feel very... uh, Forced. Yeah, forced. Some of them feel very obvious. It's like, yeah, that... That's common sense. Others feel like very big-headed, mm-hmm. like how isolation. Uh, well, I forget all that. The Dazai quotes. There were some early ones when Kotro is using them to justify his loneliness or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing about this entire this this show is that when things go down. And mm-hmm. it whips out the Dazai quotes. They're used in such a heavy-handed manner. And with such quotes, they're like, love is that which brings down the fall of all. And then he gets in trouble for being in love. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, how very subtle. I, the audience, was not going to, I was never going to catch on the meaning of that quote. And mm-hmm. previous to this, I had not read any Dazai because... Uh, one of my biggest things that I'm not a fan of is translations for classical literature because, you know, Japanese is one of those languages where they can just interpret whatever they want. I mean, that's literally the point <laughs> of the title where it's, who who mistranslated the moon as be- beautiful as I love you? Was it Dazai or this person? And I'm like, yes, 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 I get it. You, you just revel, you're reveling in yourself. And I appreciate that because it. I I I think this is uh, this is anime art. This is whereas our previous week we talked about the Tatami Galaxy, which is also up its own butthole, <laughs> so far up its own butthole that's coming out of its neck. It actually has it actually has flair. Mm-hmm. Whereas Suki Kire is going to be doing stuff like. Hey, I'm. We need a scene with a lot of kids in it, and we are not going to be subtle that these are three D models. That's that's another thing, and it's a perfect allegory for Suki Gakure. It thinks of something big, and it has like very beautiful scenes, especially in the beginning of the first episode when it was setting up everything. Lovely cherry blossoms, great environments, and then boom, CG crowds. Like, everywhere. Like, it's not just every so often, like, for big crowds or, like, NPCs way off in the distance. But anyone who is not a main character, anyone who is not given a voice actor (laughs) is a CG model. 
And what makes even less sense to me is that a lot of them are just standing there. They're not moving. I can get a CG model if it's walking. If you have a whole crowd of people walking, sure, that's tough to animate when you have a time crunch or a budget crunch or something or whatever. Yeah. But when they're standing there, just draw that. It's one frame. Where are they getting these models? Is this from like a is this from like an anime model warehouse online where like hey give us some models so we can use for the scene because I can't believe that they would take the time to create these models just to have them stand. Well, there's actually uh, there's some stuff in this anime that just reeks. It's an anime original, so props to that. We need more good anime originals. Oh yeah, props to that. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's based off it's based off my mind, <laughs> uh, but if I don't, you probably I you know what you skipped it for sure. I know you did the op, uh the f- op the first time you watch it has these scenes of uh, a live action festival mm-hmm. in the middle, and it's a bunch of like filler fluff, and they use scenes from that current episode uh, during the end, and they do this up to like episode seven. Then on episode eight they. They use animation for everything. They don't use the live-action people dancing anymore. They have scenes of stuff that happened in previous episodes, but better animated. And it looks a lot better, and it feels more... It's more immaculate vibes, as the kids say. But it's like, why didn't you do that to begin with? Where you guys just, oh gosh, we what do we do here? And then when you had enough anima- animation, you say, I'm going to splice this in together. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Give me $50. Because that's I, what it feels like. I thought I watched the OP. I watched the OP like I usually do. I watch it once to get a feel for it. And then if it's not that great, then I'll skip it for each subsequent episodes. I thought I saw the OP, both of them, once through. But I don't remember any of that that you're reciting. Let me see that again. Oh, hold on. I gotta log in. Yeah, because it's odd that an anime, anime like this mm-hmm. not only has two OPs, but also a recap episode. Does it have a recap episode? Oh, yeah. It has a 16.5 first half the road so far. Oh, that's not included with the Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, it's on Crunchyroll. Oh, I, I have the Blu-ray of this anime. <laughs> that's how you know I love it. I bought the Blu-ray. I have Blu-rays of all the shows I love. Mm-hmm. And I a few that I don't. Uh, but I want to veer this over to you thought, to something you said earlier where you were talking about how you wanted a, an anime that was more geared towards your demographic. But yeah. you didn't finish Tony Kaku Kawaii, did you? That's, your, that's, that's your demographic, right? Let's see. Why did I not finish Tony Kaku Kawaii? Because it was too much. Oh, yeah. I remember now. That's because that was before I got into a relationship and I was still like desperately single and angsty about it. Oh, yeah. And seeing them being so happy together was making me frustrated. So I should probably give it a second chance now that I'm better as a human being. Now that and I'm getting played on the regular, I should watch it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Tony Kakakawai is too too much, and that's kind of that's where romance anime really sits, you know. Yeah, because 
while I was watching this, I kind of felt like this was almost trying to be, it was almost like low-budget Makoto Shinkai in a way, too. Mm-hmm. It was giving me um, five centimeters per second vibes as well. And when I first watched this, I totally thought it was going to be five centimeters per second and end on just, and we never saw each other again, but I still love her. And then the ending yeah. happened and I cried happy tears because things actually went somewhere that wasn't depressing. Mm-hmm. But we've got a lot of other anime that try to stay in the same sort of uh, the same sort of roadhouse. Road is it roadhouse or wheelhouse? Wheelhouse, yeah. There you wheelhouse. go. <laughs> roadhouse. 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 Well, we got anime that try to stay in the same uh, Texas roadhouse, and <laughs> uh oh, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know, side little side tangent. There's such weird little terminologies that we do on this podcast lately that's become kind of. If you haven't seen, watched a lot of these episodes, then you don't know what, you might not know what the reference is for. <laughs> because I was trying to, just a, side, a little side, a little tangent, just a little tangent. I have recently become enamored with the concepts of putting our uh, podcast episodes on tapes, uh, just because I can. And I was trying to make a compilation, the best of Otaku Melancholy, which would just be like a five minute tape of the the last two, two minutes. <laughs> but... I remember when I was listening to a uh, oldish episode that suddenly out of nowhere we started talking about baking eggs. And I said, <laughs> why are we talking about baking eggs? <laughs> and I was just, where did that come from? Where? Why? And I, I, I just didn't know. And then it finally occurred to me. I was like, oh, that stupid thing, bacon eggs. And then just <laughs> throw the egg in the oven. Oh, I will never forget that. That was a beautiful moment. I wish I could remember the episode that was from. It's from Smartphone. Mm. It's from Smartphone. I. It was the last thing you said. You were trying to say, well, listen to the podcast while you bake uh, bacon <laughs> eggs. And then I heard baking egg, bacon egg. And yeah, I. That, but anyways, yeah. to the point. <laughs> Expect Otaku Melancholy on cassette tape soon with all <laughs> your favorite highlights. But yeah. I, I have come to the point to realize that this podcast is going to be, by the time we reach like year five, it's going to be 75% inside jokes. So it's going to be kind of like the one piece of anime podcasts. Mm. Where if you have not, if you have not watched every single episode at this point, you're going to be very lost. Anyways, to my point, mm-hmm. uh, bringing it back on subject because that's important. So you look at the anime, the anime <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. It, and I was thinking of that this show is not like is in the same sort of just t- table as other anime. This is this could have easily turned into the school days. It could yeah. have just turned into the school days, but it didn't because it was sane. Eric could have <laughs> turned into it tried to be Sura, this anime Surazure children. Like you didn't see this part because it happened after the credits, but after the credits they had these two minute like long sequences of short little vignettes of the other Mm -hmm. students. And I'm kind of upset that I didn't get any closure on some of those stories because Mm. some of them I really wanted to see more of like the guy who was not the boyfriend of Miu, the girl with the cute little fob hair or Bob cut. Yeah. This guy was hanging out with her and she was said something along the lines of it'd be nice to go to the, the theme park with a boyfriend and he was just standing there like, well, then what am I? 
<laughs> and I wanted to see that resolution. And I also wanted to see the story of that girl who constantly had to deal with her boyfriend who wanted to go to a love hotel. <laughs> and I wanted to see if that teacher went to jail for keeping a picture of her student as her wallpaper background. <laughs> Which I was like, Roman, that's a grown woman. He... he and she, uh, she literally said, "This fifteen-year-old boy is gonna be my is gonna be mine. I'm gonna make him my phone wallpaper." And I was just dumbfounded. Like, dude, this is this this is this is not okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a good thing. So, let's talk about Roman. Let's talk about Roman. We need to talk about Roman. What is the deal with Roman? He has the hair of an anime protagonist. He has the attitude of a very outgoing dude, an anime protagonist. Why is he the way he is? This doesn't he, he doesn't serve as like a pivotal character like uh Chinatsu or Takumi or Takumi whichever. Um he's just kind of there. I want to let And it like on. he was the one I I mentioned this before we recorded. I thought for the longest time that this was a gay romance. I have no idea where this thought originated. I may have heard something wrong, read the synopsis wrong, something. I don't know. But if I read through the synopsis now, I will definitely see he, she, put the two together and understand that this is a bog standard hetero Romance anime. Before this, I thought Roman was gonna be like the character where Kotaro is like, I love, uh, I love Mizuno. Uh, it's not really working out. You know what? I, I think I like Roman. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Roman looks the type. He definitely looks the type that would be a little bit on the spec, on the, uh, no. On the on the gay spectrum, like either gay or bi, he's definitely somewhere in there. He's he's a you know not a, he's not afraid to push boundaries and get the hots for teacher. Just you know, just saying. Here, here is my fan. Here is my theory on Ooh. on on this. Okay, okay. And this is gonna sound really dumb. I absolutely believe that uh, that Suki Guy Kire thought it was going to have a cinematic universe. <laughs> and why I say this is because Rome, there is no closure for any of these characters that aren't the main cast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can count that up to 12 episodes. We got to wrap this up. I don't have time to waste on showing these other characters and where they end up because we're trying to focus on this and we're trying to be an artsy fartsy piece of crap. Yeah. Uh, but I totally kind of think that if this had done really well, like Blu-ray sales through the roof, Thing like cause things just went fantastically splendid for Suki Gakure. I could have totally seen OVA series for Roman's conclusion, for Judo's conclusion. I'm calling him Judo now for everybody, <laughs> and that would have been pretty cool, you know. I yeah. I kind of thought that that's what they would do, and that there would be some like they'd all have Suki in the uh, title, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would have been pretty thrilled with that because I want to know what happened to Roman. I I do. Roman has such main character energy. But yeah. he is such a he is just rendered a side character. He is trying to date the teacher. <laughs> and 
there's just another uh, there's a cast of characters who I want to see more of like the girl who's constantly thinking that guys are hitting on her Sakura yeah I I want to see wh- where she ended up I because they just they just fade out in the background and that's understandable that's understandable they're not the focal point of the show but I wanted to see yeah like uh that one friend of Mizuno who uh, has a long kind of gingerish brown hair mm-hmm. the one who is talking about how she dumped her boyfriend yeah it's, where's her closure yeah and you if you didn't watch the ending bits because you didn't know they were there then you wouldn't have seen her relationship with that guy to understand why she was so upset with him mm-hmm. and i i liked i liked those little segments i liked that i i it just gave me such surizuri children vibes and that show is a really cute romance yeah, here's my little secret. I was uh, skipping to the next episode after the credits started, and I saw a large chunk of time on the scan bar, and I thought, there's probably an after credit scene there, but oh well. Oh my gosh. I mean, if it was important, it would have been pre-credits, wouldn't it? What is this, Marvel? Yeah, or like uh, Monogatari. If they wanted me to read it, it would be there for more than one second on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) If Monogatari wanted me to read that giant wall of text, then it wouldn't be up there for half a second. (laughs) Ah, yes, the Monogatari experience. Also, the Tatami Galaxy experience. Mm-hmm. Rap God's talking too fast. <laughs> mm. So, my point here is that Skigakure is not perfect, but it's perfect in its perfection of being imperfect because it's mm. supposed to be a middle school anime about middle schoolers. And I think it's comparing it to other romance anime that I've seen, uh, I think it might be the one that most resonated with me because I, I I saw it at the the best time. I saw it after my big breakup, mm-hmm. so I was down in the tumps saying that love isn't real anymore. Love was never real. Who believes in love? And then Ski Guy Kira comes along and said, "Grab my hand and said, believe in it." And I said, "I will, I will." And then I proceeded not to date for three years. <laughs> <laughs> And you're just like, it's just not my time. It's just not my time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's it's this is a cute anime, but that's that's anime. I need to be real. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out like that, does it? No, it doesn't. Alright, that's good to know. But and that's what I like about Tsukigakie, is that it's not trying to be that fantastical romance where you you go, I wish that was me, because that's the complaint we keep lobbying at this show, is that it's eh. These two it is- these two eh. kids are just, eh. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like, oh, man, I want to see this character. But Akane and uh, Akane. <laughs> Why is my brain? Kotaro. Kotaro and Mizuno. Kotaro and Mizuno are both so bland, but they're perfectly bland for each other. It's just the weird thing that I can't get over. They're only bland with each other. Mm-hmm. With anyone else, they're more expressive. That's true. And Kotaro does have a lot going on. I mean, he's in the festival. He he is the in the literature club. He's the librarian. He's also writing. Like, he's got a lot going on for him, but you wouldn't know it. 
Yeah. And, and like they don't engage in each other's hobbies that much. Like Kotaro goes to uh her track race once secretly and tells her later, but I don't remember Mizuno being involved in any of Kotaro's, you know, writing stuff. It's it's like they they don't know of each other's home life. Mm-hmm. And I know that they do because the the post credit scene where you know they uh Kotaro meets him, meets the parents. Mm-hmm. But it there's it's 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 like they're still keep there is still in the mode of keeping it a secret. Mm-hmm. Well, the first the first how they meet is because of their parents, mm-hmm. and it's so awkwardly humiliating. That part was the most legit. I felt that. Mm-hmm. I think everyone could feel that. Yeah, same. I felt it bad too. And that's going back. That's just Kotaro never tries to reach out to her. He goes to one track meet, says, I'm boyfriend of the year material, and leaves. And <laughs> he never shares any of his writing with Mizuno. He just says, Yep, I'm writing. And then he says, Nope, not anymore. Yeah. I, and that's why I like the anime too, is he gets his dreams just crushed too. Is, Hey, oh, guess Jesus. what? You don't have talent. You want to write light novels? <laughs> Yeah, that was fucking harsh. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Thank you for coming out all this way. Listen, you suck. Go write a light novel instead. But we just want young. We want young talent, and you're but young. But you're not it. And you don't have talent. And he goes, "Oh well, that's okay. I didn't want to be here anyways." <laughs> It was so awkward. It was so awkward too. Do you know about light novels? The, yeah, just that awkward. Yeah, I know about light novels. Are any of them good? Uh, some of them can be. Most, <laughs> I guess. That was also the most real. Like, are are light novels good? <sighs> Heavy sigh. Some of them are. Some of them are not. That's a man who knows. It is. That is a man who has read. I've I've licked my I lick my little sister's panties for isekai powers and goes. Why do I even sell this at my store? That's the sigh of the man who has read that. That is the sigh of a man who has read all thirteen volumes of Do You Love Your Mother and her two stage multi hit attacks. That's the sigh of that man who has been world weary through volumes of volumes accumulating in his store of stuff like that. I died and got reincarnated into a game show where I have to guess the fruit of my sister's flavored panties. <laughs> and he just stocks it on the shelf and says, This will be gone. This will be gone in a week. Looks over at the classic literature, but you still remain. He's like, This is the bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks, he's like, Why am I even a why do I even sell books? <laughs> I hate this. I hate this job. I hate this life. I hate this world. Oh, hey, Kotaro. My vicarious little student. <laughs> Have you... Are you writing, son? Have uh, you heard of light novels? <sighs> yeah, I've heard of light novels. <laughs> I'm gonna write one because that's all I have talent for. <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. So it goes. The cycle continues. <laughs> I have, I have 
nothing left for you. I have nothing left for me. This is... <laughs> a- a- anyways. <laughs> um, uh, let, let's, let me talk about my complicated relationship with, uh, with Kotaro. First off, starting out, I kind of hated him. And I was like, you suck. Just break up with her. Get with Chinatsu. It's going to be better for you. I'm your life coach. You're an idiot. Let's do this. And I I can't remember the exact reason why, but for for the reasons of flip-floppiness that they both had, I really detested Mizuno slightly more than Kotaro. Mm -hmm. But when it got to the point where Kotaro was going all in for, like... Trying to go to the same school that Mizuno is, even though his grades are dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Which I respect. I, I And mean, I was I was kind of sympathizing with. I sympathize with him on that regard, where it was, you read so much, why do you suck so bad at school? <laughs> yeah. And I just said, oh man, if that ain't my vibe through school, I don't know what is. You read so much, why do you suck at everything? Mm-hmm. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, so he was trying to get into the school and was talking with the teacher about, so what school do you want to go to? And his mother was butting in and talking for him. We're thinking municipal high school. And Kotaro says, no, Kome High School. I want to go there. And then his little rebellion with his mother. I was with him all the fucking way. Due to personal history and biases, I was like, you know what, Kotaro? I hate you. You're stupid. But I will fight for you to the death on this front. <laughs> Fuck that mother. I hate... If I hated every character in the show, I would hate Junko Azumi. Even more exponentially more than every character combined. She is, her name is correct. She's a piece of fucking junk. I hate her. And it, <laughs> she, goes, she doesn't get any respect for me just because she turns around and starts supporting uh, Kotaro because she finally sees that he's putting in effort. Now, fuck that. You need to trust your son that he knows what he's talking about, that he knows what's good in his heart, not this fucking bullshit. You're not thinking about your future. Stop writing. Stop focusing on literature. Get to your school. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm working through some trauma. You really are. I'm <laughs> like, you doing okay, sport? You doing okay, champ? How you doing, superstar? Fuck this mother. I hate her. Yeah, she uh, she definitely gives me um. Gives me uh, mother vibes, and not in the good way. Not in the good R.R. way. More of in the yeah. way of an actual mother is like vibes. We were thinking of going to a municipal school. Yeah. And I said, oh, God, no. And then he rebelled, and she was like, how dare you? And I was just... The kind of mother who views their child as an ideal instead of an actual human being. Mm-hmm. The kind of, the kind of mother who who gets mad if you say that that's not your favorite anymore after it's been established that you can change as a person. Uh, yeah. Why aren't you eating it? It's your favorite. It was my favorite 10 years ago, mother. Mother, I don't like that anymore. I liked it when I was four. Yeah, I hate I hate her, but I do like the, the dad. He is just... Oh, wait, I like Mizuno's dad. He is just mm-hmm. trying. He's... You know, 
He's a little he's a little bar bro. <laughs> you missed one of the best little bits too, um, where they have as I was saying earlier, they have the little after uh, after episode little stories. There's mm-hmm. one where me uh, Kotaro's mom is talking about yeah I found my son's writings, and he says you, the dad goes you you found them you're not reading them are you. He's, that's yeah. unfair to him. And she says, of course not. I would never do that. I'm a good mother. And then it promptly cuts to the dad reading one going, you sure know how to write women, son. It's like you can get in their head. And then pan <laughs> it pans over to, or it like does a second shot to the mom reading one going, it's like, this, he doesn't know women at all. <laughs> I was just, Kodoro's dad, you just, he is... He's just trying. He is trapped in a he's trapped in a rom com anime, and he knows he's not a factor. Mm-hmm. He's just trying his best. All the dads are. Quick question: Why are the parents in this anime so? They, why do they look so old? Because they had kids. Because mm, this isn't damn. An a- you're right, and they're they're overworked in Japan. Yeah, this isn't like a typical like rom com anime where the mom looks like she's thirteen and goes ada ada, even though she's. A four foot two this is <laughs> this is real life and you only you don't get real things in real life like take take for example uh mizuno's ma or mizuno's sister who's just every night i'm making myself look beautiful like how vain what are you doing who does yeah. that who has hobbies are you, I, I just what what is it what this was from um it was an anime we saw recently Oh, no, it's from Comey. It's from Comey. We didn't see it. I saw it. <laughs> Where they were saying something of, I bet you're the type of person who when people ask what kind of hobbies they have, you just say, oh, I just hang around my house. That's the most boring type of person. Mm. And that's what that sister looks like. She looks like when people ask her what hobbies she has, she says, you know, just hanging out. Yeah. Just hanging out, you know, just hang out. That's just what I do. That's not a hobby. That's not a hobby, Kim. That's not a hobby. That's just what everybody does. I'm hanging out right now. Kind of. I'm trying to hang out. Yeah. So do you have anything else we got to say about this anime? I don't know. I think I took her myself out. You you really <laughs> did there, Superstar. You went uh, you went ballistic on that, Mom. <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I'll kind of just lead us into a final area of discussion, and then we can just wrap it all up from there. So, romance anime. Is it for yep. us? It's for me. I like romance anime, but I don't like tropey romance anime. Or if it's tropey, it's got to be super duper tropey. Or it's got to be trashy, like Domestic Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's either got to be pure and wholesome or absolute degeneracy. There is no <laughs> in between. No in between. I can't do it. You either got to be dem- you either got to be Kiss Sis or you got to be Suki Gaikire. And that's just yin and yang. So watching this kind of reminded me why I like romance anime. I like it when the anime is slow, when we have a nice little grasp of actual human feelings. Mm-hmm. I hate, 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 hate bland protagonists who just uh, uh, et, 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 and runs away and never confesses to anyone until the last episode. Hate it. But these these kids actually started dating, and that's a fresh take on the genre. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And I like that. I, I know there are other anime that obviously have couples that are in a relationship and that progress naturally. But Suki Gakure was the one that most resonated with me for the longest time just because it was so awkward. And so I think romance anime has a place 
in the you know your anime diet. But the problem is that a lot of your romance are going to be filled with fillers, you know, fluffer, you know, a lot of anime byproduct byproduct parts. You know, they're going to be the the hot dogs of your anime diet. Anime MSG. (laughs) Anime MSG. Oh man, this new podcast name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now. Anyways, so yeah, this anime, I think it's a part of a good anime diet. I think that list I was talking about, 50 anime you should see before you die, this is beyond it. Mm. Not for the best reasons. because You gotta have a little bit of boredom to spice your life up. You can't have highs unless you have lows. And this is very much a low, just calm, just slow, very um, languid in the music. The music's very beautiful. The scenery, when it's not filled with uh, PlayStation 2 models, is really, um, it can be really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. the characters, while they're not particularly enlightening as far as being something that's going to be fun to watch, they are at least something you can watch and kind of get a grasp and think of them as almost real people. And that's nice. And originally I gave this this show a 10. I don't know if that's going to stay, though. Mm-hmm. So I, I just got to, I have a question to you. Do you think that this anime maybe made you a little bit better? No. Well, paused. I thought you were going to say yes. <laughs> I gave it a, I gave it a nice hearty quick thought. Okay. Well, let me rephrase that. Okay. Do you think that this is an experience that, uh, you know what? Never mind. You're just gonna say no to whatever I ask. All right, I'm just gonna give this show a score already. I was trying to wrangle us into a nice little final meaningful discussion, but that ain't gonna happen. I'm just gonna be met with no. Uh uh-uh. uh. I didn't think about that. That wasn't very interesting. This was boring. So yeah, this show. It was a it was a seven seven star anime that came to me when I needed it, so I gave it a ten. And after viewing it again, I don't know it's if it's a ten. I don't know. I still so bawled. We'll... I still bawled hard at the ending. Mm-hmm. The train passed by and the tears were flowing. Actual tears flow at the yeah. ending of this anime. And as you were talking earlier, the the post credit scene or the final credit scene that shows a uh, the flash forward still had me crying, especially because that ED mm-hmm. hits me so hard. The uh, the ED mixed with its visuals, perfection perfection one of the best anime eds ever to me if we'd ever do a top 10 anime eds mine will be on there this will be on Hmm. there so it just hits ed playing it just hit all the right notes to make me a sobbing mess again and was it emotional manipulation on the anime's part maybe but hey you gotta (laughs) just gotta do what you gotta do and make them kids cry (laughs) You gotta emotionally manipulate them. You gotta <laughs> gaslight, <laughs> gas, <laughs> gas. What is it? Gaslight. Get, be a wait, gaslight wait. girl boss. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think it's a ten, but I can't not give it a ten for what it did for me. I still cree every Tim, and <laughs> I still cried, and I still, I still think it's an important part of an anime diet. So I, I, ten asterisks. Mm. <laughs> That's my score. Ten asterisks. It's a ten. 
asterisk, but not really a 10. <laughs> it's a spiritual 10. Hmm. That's my story. A potential 10. Mm-hmm. 10, it could be a 10 if you watch it when you need it, but maybe not. So, uh, Sukigakire, as a romance anime, it does a lot of stuff different from the usual, which is good. It mm-hmm. has our characters start not in a relationship, get in one, and develop that, which is a lot better than a lot of others where they spend the entire arc of them trying to figure out that they actually have feelings for each other and working up the apparently monumental courage to actually confess them. And then the season finale is them holding hands. But this one is better because we see them start to develop. We see them start to have some disagreements, some angst, even if it's very artificially done and contrived. Mm -hmm. But they have their own shares of drama and they essentially work through it. But the details of it are very muddled, very, like I said, contrived, and very questionable even for middle schoolers. And for me... Even if they acted as middle schoolers, it would be a lot on my patience because middle schoolers can be difficult. That's just how they are. Times are getting crazy. But for these autistic twerps, and I say that with affection, they just ramp that that difficulty up to a new level. It does have some very sweet moments, like uh, when he finally was putting forth a lot of effort and it got to the moment that I was halfway expecting and was pleasantly surprised that they admitted that he didn't get into the good school despite all of his hard work, which it be like that sometimes. It do be like that all the times. That was the moment which actually wrote me in and and had me say, okay, I will give up on this breakup crusade and I will see where this goes. I finally got invested and was cheering them on to see their long-term relationship sustain and work. Mm-hmm. But would that resolved in, or would that rallying ending be enough to bring me back and overcome my grievances I had for the mid part of the anime, the large mid part of the anime? No. And while it is a sweet romance story, it's not a great romance series for me to get into. And I would have to give this a uh, a 6 out of 10. Because it just is not sustainable for me. Yeah, 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. You're a 6 out of 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad we glad we established this. I'm only tremendously hurt, but that's okay. I've only shown you a part of my soul and you crumbled it up and said, <laughs> eh, six out of ten. Well yeah, so did you. You looked back on your own soul and said, eh. I looked back on my own soul and said, maybe this ain't that great. 
<laughs> but then I said, well, it did form a crucial part of my identity, so I can't not respect it. Plus, if I say that I it's not a 10, that means at one, that at one point I said something that was wrong, and I'm never wrong. <laughs> I can't deny myself my the true self. I can't deny that. It just ain't me. And speaking of things that ain't me. <laughs> this has been the Otaka Melancholy Podcast. Hey, bubba <laughs> I'm going to get copyright struck for that one day. <laughs> what do you mean we'll get copyright struck? <laughs> we have been your hosts. Bat. And Audrey. Catch us at our website at otakamelancholy.com where you can find our previous episodes as well as the other streaming sites where we're hosted. And in the future, you'll find a link to the uh, whatever, Shopify or wherever, where you can buy the Otaka Melancholy Greatest Hits cassette tape. <laughs> uh, cassette player not included. <laughs> the, cassette, the cassette tape is coming. It'll be out before 20, the end of 2023. <laughs> cassette tape usage instructions also not included. And if, you are on our webs- if you're on our website, you can also find our social media, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Discord, and our Patreon. A shout out to the Patreon peeps that we got, including Moe Soda, Cream Puff Good, Anime of the Week, Jalvin, Ikea Plant, <laughs> uh, Darth Egg, and Chris S. Uh, by the way, I do read these off Discord, so none of you are allowed to go online or offline or your old name will be repeated twice. <laughs> As Ikea Plant just did. <laughs> you, almost got, you almost got missed. Did you get that one patron who's uh, not on the, yes, the that's Discord? Chris, that's Chris S. Chris oh, okay. S. And Dartha. I said Dartha. I said Dartha. Just want to make sure they're included. Okay, of course. They, they're always included. Chris S. is a valuable part of this. All of them are valuable parts of the ship that makes up the SS Otaku Melancholy. Pillar of the community, I would say. Some would say. And speaking of something that someone would say over and over through the course of Tsukigakure, today's quote comes from Osamu Dazai. As he once said, this I want to believe. A man was born for love and anime. Why didn't, uh, why didn't no Kotaru quote this one? I don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, that's, that's it. That's show. Bye-bye. Take care. Gambate. And come back next. Come back next week for high school. The dead. True romance. Oh, yeah. just saying. If you give high school the dead higher than a six, I'm gonna actually fucking fight you. I doubt I will. Y- you. <laughs> Interspecies reviewers got a nine. Let's just. Interspecies reviewers is legit oh my gosh look how rustled you get about it because <laughs> you are such a denier because it's bad it's not bad it's, it's just misunderstood it's you have without. to look past the surface level of oh yeah it's just fucking hentai it's not just hentai it is hentai but it's not just that but it is <laughs> Shiroi,
。